Anyway, uh, welcome to Sonic Talk number 317. Goodness me, as we head into summer proper. Uh, hopefully, those of you listening last week, uh, watching last week, enjoyed the show. It was me and uh, Rich Hilton. Rich one can't be this week here this week because he's uh, back on the road. I think he's on his way to... Uh, Monaco to do some kind of uh, chic-based gig there. That sounds like a, 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 a the sort of thing. A prince, I expect, or some kind of tycoon might be a private party. But I do have guests with me. Of course, this week's show is sponsored by Isotope. Uh, there'll be more information about that later. But I want to say we have a winner for last week's uh, Iris, and we also have a new competition for a different product. So you'll have to stay listening for um, for that. But now I'm going to switch to uh, my, the, my, my guests. We've got a, a th- bit of three-way action here this week. And I'm going to start with Mark Tinley, uh, or I would if I press the right button. I'll start with Mark Tinley, who is looking very, um, well, just like he's been in the dressing-up box. How are you, Mark? <laughs> I'm going for the little Stephen look. I ah! Something I said, I'm, I saw little Stephen on stage about 20 years ago, and I looked at him and I thought, he looks not very clever and... I don't ever want to look like that. And then I've just, over the years, gravitated towards wearing bandanas and sunglasses. He's the guy who plays with, um... Oh, God, what's his name? Oh, I've no Bruce idea. Springsteen. Uh, maybe, yeah. He, I, all I know is he wears a bandana and sunglasses, and, and, and he's sort Little of very Steven. L.A. That's not Steve Stevens, is it? No, that's another one. Okay. But just like to say... Really cool, actually. I like Steve Stevens. He's also very small, actually. Is he? Maybe that's why you would think that Steve Stevens would be (laughs) called Little Steven, but anyway. uh, Redwalks in the chat room says the bandana pulls the wrinkles out of the face. That is cracking, because that's that's like what they call it. It's a council house um, uh, facelift, as they call them in this country, Uh, which is where you tie your hair back so tight that it pulls your face taut. Well, I tied my hair back so tight when it was long, it just pulled it all it out. It just fell out. That's what happened to me. <laughs> I'm a victim of the 90s ponytail. <laughs> yeah, so I thought I'd better, um, I'd better, like, you know, get my hair cut. I like the bandana. I might have to steal that look off you, Mark. Anyway, Mark, I uh, like being... We could all um, do it, couldn't we? Likebeing.com. Yeah, we'll all, I'll get some teardrop aviators and we'll do the same thing. Likebeing.com. So a hot tip is that Aldi do them every year. They have a, a motorcycling line that they throw at people. So when you're shopping for your, like, Frankfurter sausages and your Swiss cheese, you suddenly come across all these motorbike boots and crash helmets in the middle of a supermarket. That's great. That awesome. sounds very much like the little thing where they have the middle aisle where you just, yeah, I, I haven't been to an Aldi. I'm going to save that up for a special occasion. Yeah, I'll let you know. Thank <laughs> you very much. So anyway, yeah, Mark's with us this week. And uh, I, I, yeah, I want to say Steve Stevens, by the way, is doing a live blog for us uh, on Friday. Uh, as I've been doing one this today to kind of um, just demonstrate the technology and iron out the kinks in the whole thing and make sure that a guitarist can use it. The uh, I've been um, uh, just getting it all ready and uh, Steve Stevens is going to do one. And then after that, next week, we're going to get Mr. Jordan Rudess who's going to live blog us as well. So you'll have a, a whole day of Jordan. And uh, he'll be, I'm sure that'll be quite interesting because he's, you know, he gets up to interesting stuff and knows the technology. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, anyway, that's, a, that's enough of that. So uh, back to our other guest. Dave Spears, good lord, Dave! It almost looks like you're back where you start, where you started from, but with more shelter, with a higher roof and what have you. Yeah. So you're in and your daylight. Yeah, and and an echoey room. Do you want to have a look round? Ah, oh, come on, show us. Yeah, let's have a quick look. Okay, I'll see if we can go mobile for the minute. Hang on, I'll just unplug the mic. So, lappy uh, mic. Still working? Yeah, sounds better actually. Okay. Wow. That, that's my funk corner. Well, it's uh, Clavy, Eminent, Mini Moog, and a really mad drum machine. It uses eight track tapes. I'll probably spill everything. Yeah, careful. There. I could just see. Oh, right. Cool. Pictures of 70s sexy ladies on the front cover. That rhythm sounds ladies. like that. That sounds like Daft Punk. Daft Punk Always. rhythms. Daft Punk. Yep. Right. That's a good thing. Uh, modular. Yeah, I'll play a note from that. So we made it sound like a mini book. Ah, this is my this. You got a window? Wait a minute, there's a window. Oh, hang on, I'll show you that as well. Check this. This is really serious. This is this is why we moved, right? 
So this is a blind, and the blind goes up and down, but I won't do that. I'll just open the door, because I've got my own little balcony. Oh, man, you've got to just gym. be very careful. I've got it's just It's just like heaven. That is just... Uh, so that's cool. I won't... Yeah, as long as I don't fall out the balcony, that might work. Yeah, I'm glad uh, you didn't drop the laptop there. This is my favourite corner, so we've got the Pro Soloist here. And you can see that. 5330. Oh, he's gone! I can't believe it! He's dropped his connection. Oh, man. Hold on, I'm going to have to... He's coming back, though. He's coming that's back. very exciting. Oh, it was too much for us to take, wasn't it? It was just, it was just a bit too thrilling. I threw an Akai S1000 off a balcony once. Did you? From about four floors up, and they are unbelievably well constructed. It's Did it still, not break? Uh, it stopped functioning electronically, but it was still physically like an S1000 at the bottom of the, uh, <laughs> the fall, unbelievably. May I ask why you threw it? Was it not performing in the, fa- the fashion that you'd uh, expected it to? No, I'd fallen out with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not sure we should know anymore, but that sounds like a very dramatic thing to do. I like the sound of that. It's okay. it's some yeah, it's somehow more rock and roll than throwing a TV out the window. Sorry, uh, Dave, you back. Uh, your video's not back yet. Mark was just telling us about um, how he threw an S1000 out of a fourth-story window once. Oh. Unfortunately, it didn't injure anybody. There, oh, Dave, you're back. There you go. Your network just dropped. Oh, it's gone again. Oh, man. Well, we'll go back to Mark. The building, the building supervisor was very upset, I have to say. I can imagine. I can imagine. That just sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Uh, right, we're going to wait for Dave to come back, and then um, hopefully we'll, um, we'll have a show. <laughs> or maybe he'll show us a bit more about um, what's going on in the rest of his uh, room. But uh, I think his network's going in and out. He did say... He did say that he had problems uh, with um, uh, with his uh, network and they were trying to sort it out. So this is, looks like that's what's going on, to be honest. Um, but I'm sorry, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure we can do something. Mark, I can see what Mark's doing. Mark is trying to mess everybody up here. Every time I switch back to him, he looks different. As I will now demonstrate. Look at that. He's changed his glasses, changed his hat. That's it. That's the that's the mark. I it's still the scarf look though look. yeah i got gotcha. you yeah, i got gotcha. you going for a gaz style hat there for a moment ah uh, yeah gaz would be on today you see that's why i collected a a, a series of hats in case he was on so that I oh could... let me just check that he's not um see, he seems to be quite good at wearing hats doesn't he yeah he's not uh he's not here though is he and uh we've lost dave and uh the network's gone bonkers so this is perhaps not the smooth and seamless technical uh, tour de force I was hoping for, but I can uh, I can say that actually it's not my fault this time. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> it's not me messing up. I don't well, think I it's probably not Dave. I can, always, um, I can always talk twice as much if you want because I'm very good at talking a lot. <laughs> Brilliant! That sounds like a plan. Uh, uh, let me... We should wait for him to come back, though, shouldn't we? Yeah, I think he's going to be here. I, I, uh, let's get him. I'll, I'll see if I can get him now. Hold on. I'm just going to f- call him up and see what uh, see if we can get. Sorry about the hitch of you live listeners and um, and stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're having a little bit of a network issue, I think, at uh, uh, G-Force Mansions. Yeah, I think I'll uh, eliminate that, shall I? Yeah. Do you need to plug your wire in? Let's put, let's put my mic back in. Yeah, it's been a bit flaky the last couple of days, so... Ah, there we go. We got him back, Dave. Thank you very much. All right, well, we may continue, but that's great news. You've got your space. Everything's sorted out. That sounds brilliant. Um, So thank you very much. Brilliant. Uh, So uh, Nick doing reverse Weight Watchers. Brilliant. Thank you very much. That's uh, making me feel... I I did feel a bit bloated last week, and I've stopped eating bread and see if that makes a difference. And it seems to make me feel a bit different, but Skype, unfortunately, is... uh, counteracting any of that by just making me look much wider than i actually am right so um shall we start uh, i mean you know there is only one piece of news we have to start with isn't there really and uh, here it comes all right guys this is darren with engadget here at wwdc 2013 and this is the next generation mac pro 
So this doesn't exist in the real world yet. But Phil Schiller teased this on stage. This is a look at it in this glass cylinder, as you can see. So believe it or not, this is an actual workstation computer. It's going to have dual GPUs. I guess I should talk over it. RAM, but this is, I've not seen it kind of in, in, in non-virtualized form before. I found this video earlier today. It was like, ooh. Uh, it's it looks like it's about to be sucked up in a supermarket like they used to take the cash away from the tills in the olden days. You'll see four USB ports, three and a half millimeter headphone jack. You've got six Thunderbolt 2 ports, a pair of gigabit Ethernet ports, and a full-size HDMI socket. Right, I'm probably going to stop this before Engadget sue my sorry um, wide self. Uh, but yeah. We were wondering about Mac Pro. Mac Pro is actually here. Comes with a free toilet breath. Very good, actually, Fraggle, that is. I was wondering what it looked like, and it reminds me, it does remind me of those things that you have by the toilet that one must never use. Um, anyway, Dave Spears, you're a developer. What do you think? You, 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 are, you itching for one of these? I, I, I must say, I've got this irrational desire to have one, like I haven't had for a long time with an Apple product. I can't think why, because I'm never going to be able to afford that, but we'll talk about more of that later. So, Dave, what do you think? I have no idea how much this is going to cost. This is quite interesting, isn't it? We've had a big debate over this here. Uh, yeah, no, interesting. That certainly shut a few people up, didn't it? All those people going, oh, they're, they're, they've given up on Mac Pros. Oh, it's all terrible. The sky is falling. Uh, so that was quite good, although somebody here did say that it looks like an urn containing the ashes <laughs> of a redundant Apple designer. Yes. Or an air purifier. Or an, ex, or an ex-CEO, perhaps, yeah. Yeah, it could be, could be. Yeah, uh, I'll take your I'm point. disappointed it hasn't got SCSI. <laughs> I'm disappointed it hasn't got... Uh, no, ADP. Actually, I, really, I would love to have seen Firewire, because that means that if I do go this route, that means my Fireface is... Uh, days and numbers. No, no, it's not. Just get a, you can get a, a Thunderbolt Firewire adapter. They are perfect. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. It's not a problem. I'll have it. <laughs> or Mark, I like the it. idea of... 60 gig of RAM, I like the idea of that. That's quite good. I might be able to run, like, everything. all the Spectrosonics plugins. All, <laughs> all at the same time. No, uh, it's just going to be really interesting. It really will be. I, I mean, personally, sort of semi-excited. First time I've been sort of semi-excited about a computer for a long time, uh, and yet I think we'll wait and see what other well, people's experience are for that kind of game. Yeah, I mean, I'll come back to you about that because there's some interesting aspects to, to, to the hardware which may well affect what you can and can't do in the future. But, uh, Mark, I know you, you're a big fan of kind of making do and, you know, having to kind of figure out, as, as you, you know, we've, we've, we've figured out and we, we, all, we all have to kind of cut our cloth and try and kind of get the best we performance we can. But this thing just looks like it's going to cost an absolute mint. But I'd love one. What you, said, what you just said about what we can and can't do in the future, what worries me, I mean, I think it looks brilliant, actually, before I, before I shoot it down in flames, and I'm not going to shoot that machine down in flames. I also noticed that the thing's being made in Texas. It's not being made in... Well, it's China. assembled in Texas. Well, okay, so if it's still Chinese technology, then... Because, mm. you know, I remember Apple being made very, very well, and now they just don't seem to be made as well as they used to be. And yeah, I'm but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure all of the components would have been made in uh, in China for you know I mean for a very long time. I mean, it might have started off, but uh, I think you know th that's a nod to the you know basically because they probably the company Apple is probably worth more than the GDP of of uh, or the national debt of the US. I mean, it's quite a nod to kind of go you know we'll do this, and it's probably not not going to add. They've worked out and it's not going to add all that much more. So it's a very patriotic thing to do, which perhaps isn't you know necessarily going to affect us, but you know that might be good, I suppose. What what worries me more than anything is like you invest in something like this and very soon afterwards it becomes a worthless piece of junk and that's because Apple aren't supporting their hardware for long enough I think so it, I, I noticed with my MacBook Pro which is six years old I can't run Mountain Lion on it and I thought that was kind of off you know that it's six years old I should be able to run the latest operating system on a six-year-old computer that's sort of not okay then I discovered that the two versions of the MacBook Pro that came out after mine, so the 2007 and the 2008 one, won't run Mountain Lion either. So if you've got a four-year-old computer, you're no longer supported. So I want to know that if I, if I, say I won the lottery and went out and bought this computer, in four years' time, if I could no longer keep upgrading it, 
and it becomes a useless piece of junk. I think that's not good, because and and that's and what you know the other end of that. If I'm running Snow Leopard on my MacBook Pro, I can't author iBooks on it because iBooks won't run under Snow Leopard. It says I've got to upgrade my computer, but I can't upgrade that computer, so I can't do anything useful with it anymore. Yeah, so I, I mean, I take your point. Too short a, it's too short a time frame. But the, the, Given the, the, that they're a hardware company, they need to support the hardware for at least six years, but Microsoft is supporting their operating system for like up to 15 years. Maybe Apple should have 10 as a cutoff point, not four. Four is too short. Yeah, well, maybe that will change with it. I mean, it's hard to say because, I mean, it's all proprietary, isn't it? I mean, the power under the hood of this thing, you know, I mean, I think what they got the uh, E5 Xeon processors, I don't know what that, they're last year's uh, Intel processors. The thing that's very interesting about this are some of the other components in it, though, apart from the thermal, unified thermal core as well. But the thing that I find interesting is the GPUs. I mean, the GPUs are these. Um, they are what are they called they're amd uh gosh a fire pro card and i've been looking at those online and these things are the top of the range in terms of you know amongst the most expensive graphics cards you can buy they've got enormous amount of power geared up for running sort of multiple 4k applications and the gpus uh, are just starting to be used in uh, dip for, for sort of offload dsp for audio stuff so uh, i i think that's going to be really interesting but these cards themselves you know they they upwards of a grand each I mean, obviously, there'll be a, 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 an economy of scale. And also, we've got the flash uh, drive, which is very interesting. I was looking at that for uh, this old Mac Pro because that's incredibly fast. But those are still fantastically expensive. I think it was an o OCZ 3 terabyte card. I just did a quick search on Google, and it, was, um, it cost 16,000 quid. So I'm guessing, ah. uh, you know, even with economies of scale, I mean, I, you know, I, the, 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 these are different products, obviously. Even with these economy scales, this thing's going to cost a fortune. But Dave, are you excited by the idea of using GPU stuff, or is that like another coding nightmare? It's like introducing a whole new set of plugins, or is it easy that route? Uh, honest answer, I don't know. I threw. Actually, it was quite funny. This is probably the first big announcement that virtually. I think I was probably the only person who caught a little bit of it within our organisation. I asked Chris whether he'd seen it. He said no. I threw some stuff at John, and John just went, that all looks quite neat. Uh, I made some comments about the design of it, and then we went, ah, yes, but there's a new OS. That's probably the most scary thing initially. Yeah. For us, but I'm guessing with all because we've got. I'm going to flip to the. Uh, if I flip to the screen capture, I'll just you know this will provide a, nice, a tasty backdrop amongst what we're what we're what we're doing. I mean, there's some amazing facts and figures. The throughput uh, is pretty astonishing. We're talking what you can have. Well, the RAM. Uh, we've to, we're talking about uh, what was it? Sixty gigs a second. Uh, Sixty gigs. Sixty gig a second throughput onto the flash drive. Forty gig a second. Uh, no, sorry, eight. 60 gig a second onto the uh, onto the flash drive. 60 gig, I think it's 60 gig to the to the RAM. 60 gig per second, yeah. Memory bandwidth, and uh, you know, over uh, what do we get on Thunderbolt? We're talking 20 gigabytes uh, per second on the Thunderbolt 2, which it's got. So I'm guessing moving these kind of massive amounts of data around is going to require a new OS because it's a completely different. It's going to it's dealing with sort of bigger chunks, presumably. So that they, they've announced OS X nine though, haven't they? Is that Maverick? Is it? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that. So it's a bit Top Gun, that isn't yeah. it? I'm not sure. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you've got to put those teardrop aviators back on from in in homage of Maverick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I so do I think they should use you like that on the cover of the box for the you know I've for the my, for the poster I've shot. Got fire now, fire. <laughs> you got a jet fire coming out of the back of your head. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, 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 I am the fly. <laughs> the fly. I mean, there is a, there is a, some, some some serious issues to this because obviously this is moving from everything in the box like we have with our current Mac Pros where we can stack four drives in there, we can put loads of peripherals, you know, we've got PCI cards, we've got all of these things we can do internally. It's pushing it all outside. So, you know, whatever this massively powerful sort of core will do we're still talking you know we can we can chain up to 36 thunderbolt 2 devices you know at the moment a, a cable is uh 20 to 30 quid so we're talking you know 1500 quid 
nearly on cables to connect up to 36 uh, fire, uh, Thunderbolt devices, not that barely five exist. So, I mean, we're, we're, this is all very notional, but all, what I'm saying is all of this stuff is going to go outside of the box. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have these huge, you know, this beautiful form factor with all this junk kind of hanging off the back of it. And it's just, it's a, it's a very strange, yeah, yeah it's a cable selling device maybe, yeah. Do you think it gives you a clue? Because if you've got an astronomically fast computer with lots of Thunderbolt ports on it, then maybe if I'm running a business where I'm editing lots of video and I've got five editors working for me, instead of going out and buying five machines, I buy them one machine, hook them all up to a screen via Thunderbolt, and they all use the same central core and they all process on the same machine. Do you think that's possible? Do you think it's fast enough to do that? Because I can't think what the hell you would use a machine this fast for. I mean, oh, I can. Can you? Yeah. What do you use it for? Video. But like full frame, full screen, non-compressed. Well, I mean, bear in mind, right, so what's happening at the moment on this this, this central computer, right? I've got uh, transcoding. I'm, I, I'm switching the video in real time. Uh, I'm scaling and capturing screens. I'm doing all of that stuff. I'm also running uh, Flash Media Live Encoder, which is transcoding the output of the switching program into the live stream and uploading it. And I'm also uh, mixing various... Uh, and it really does struggle. I'm also capturing screen from... Net- Look, I mean, you know, this is not what I'd call a sort of fast re- refresh upgrade. If I had this plugged into one of those, I mean, assuming any of the software I'm currently running would work in the new... Uh, it would... Uh, it, you know, it's going to be an issue. I mean, really, where it's going for is 4K video, because that's coming, you know. So 4K video, which is, I don't remember what the resolution is, it's 3,000-something by 2,000-something size screen. So that's where we're, we're talking. And also being able to render real-time effects and all that sort of stuff. I mean, as an audio workstation, I can't imagine how you'd ever run out of... <laughs> you just well, wouldn't... No, you I, couldn't, I mean, in our world, in audio world, we could run thousands of tracks of 24-bit 192k audio right and it just wouldn't struggle with it at all well not only that but you know when you're running parallels for instance you've got virtual machines you could be running a really super fast virtual machine along or maybe more than one multiple virtual machines all doing audio real-time processing at the same time and piping it back into you know your the other machine so you know there's a lot of potential there i mean that's the thing it's got all this potential i mean people are moaning about the upgradability but it's so extremely powerful even for you know it's going to be that i can't think of any machine that's currently built that comes even close off the shelf i mean you know there's 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 there isn't anything as far as i'm concerned but it's going to cost it's got a cost of fortune i think it's going to be five thousand bucks i mean i just i i speculate it was going to be two and a half minimum but i think it's going to be more like five grand so what three and a half thousand quid i mean i just don't see how it's not going to be so to set up like you know with your audio cable so if i want a you know i need an audio i need a thunderbolt cable that's going to go into my array driver aid i hope because i'd like to see someone bring out one cable going into three or four caddies that i can put naked drives in and just work and leave it behind the thing and it'll all be fine that's going to need that unless you have individual you know thunderbolt cable for each one that's going to cost me thousands it's going to cost me absolute you know eight thousand dot ten nine thousand dollars just to plug shit into it excuse my french and that's the thing that's scary because it, you know, we've been moaning about, yeah, we need a high-speed kind of top-end thing, and now they've given us one. I'm thinking, oh, that's a bit too top-end. Can we just have something a bit less powerful than that, please? Which is what I quite like about it. Actually, it, it's it, it's it's ostentatious almost in its power, yeah, isn't it? It's kind of, it's been yeah. People have been moaning and moaning. Where's my new MacBook? Uh, where's my new Mac Pro? Where's my? And then they've kind of gone here. Yeah. I mean, you can tell they've been working on this for years. I yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Steve Jobs kind of uh, had a big hand in this. He's into Very extruded aluminium, isn't he? And that's what the middle of it is, you know, so. Yeah, you see, I like the idea of all the drives being external and whatnot. But uh, in fact, one of the things that came up here is that actually it wouldn't surprise us if Apple actually make a Thunderbolt uh, PCI Express enclosure. Just to sort of speed everything up. Oh, be a, yeah, it'd be great. I mean, because yeah, um, I, I saw one on eBay recently, and I nearly bought it just because you know it was available and it wasn't all that expensive. But uh, it is interesting. I mean, from an audio point of view, it's just massive overkill. I can't imagine how you'd ever, you know it would just. I can't imagine how you'd ever need it. It's definitely geared to the 4K video guys. Definitely. Yeah, but we know. Yeah, absolutely. We all want one. I mean, I'd love one, but I just can't really see. You know, there's just no way we could afford it. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it costs us so much money to kind of recoup <laughs> that sort of investment. But uh, yeah, 
it's but this, all that technology will find its way into all the smaller products as well, won't it? So, I mean, as processes are just going to continue to get faster and more efficient, and and then I'll have a, a MacBook Air that I can fold out of a, a suitcase. It'll fold up the size of my phone, and I'll be able to unfold it, and it'll it'll be as fast as that thing one day, and have like well, yeah, of course, twenty you four know, hour battery life, and who knows what else? I mean, ultimately, that's going to be the case. I mean, what what do you think, Dave? I mean, you know, what do you think? Assuming you know programming wasn't difficult and it was easy to do whatever you wanted, you know, aside from you know, let's let's it. What could you use all that power for as a software developer? I mean, what would you like to kind of just sort of no holds bars? Right, this is a blue sky project. We're just going to use as much of the power of this thing as we can, and therefore, I want to make a without obviously giving any oh, trade secrets away. No, it'd be really interesting from a kind of modelling perspective to have to. Audio's gone. To just be ah. able to kind of just just to play. Uh, no, it's all right. Again. Yeah, be back again. Gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I just think it would be really interesting to have kind of no, you know, not have to even think about any kind of optimizing or anything like that. It'd be really uh, just go. Yeah, let's just do whatever we want. Like use it to slag people off on forums. <laughs> just just an automated, that would be fantastic. Imagine it as a spam house, you know, a spam machine. A spamming machine, it could just do perform absolutely, it could just oh, do so much no. stuff, couldn't it? Somewhere in the world, somebody's already thinking about that. I can send a million messages oh. a second. Yeah. I mean, our servers, they'd be very interesting, I guess, you know, to, for, so all, all this virtual machine stuff. But again, you know, how the hell do you rack it? How can you rack that up? But if it was, you'd have to. Are you, you get these kind of like wine racks, and you just put them in, you know, like you have in the kitchen, but a bit bigger keg racks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark, I cut across you there. No, no, I'm, I, I, I was, I don't even know what I was going to say now. What was I going to say? Who knows? Real time. Uh, there's some ideas coming in from the chat room. Uh, Real time audio demixing. Uh, let's see what else was there. Uh, PSP as oh, yes. Real-time audio demixing, that's, that's it. I don't know what else there is there. Alchemy's... Yeah. That there, sounds like a segue into the next... It could be. Uh, I can't remember what the next thing is, but it's probably, before we do that, it's probably time I uh, said a word from our sponsors because they've been kind enough to, uh, to, uh, to continue to sponsor the show. So if you'd like to uh, just uh, talk amongst yourselves, we'll, uh, we'll come up with... Uh, this is... Yes, here we are. This is Trash. Isotope, another one of Isotope's fabulous products. Uh, this is uh, dual stage multiband distortion, versatile distortion capability, subtle, warm, and extreme. It could go beyond distortion. It's explore sonic dimensions with the screaming vowel formant capable dual filters, delay, dynamics module, convolution engine, so you can inhabit a space or object and load impulses and morph your audio. It really is. It's trash too, this is. It's primed for a powerful new era of audio mangling, distortion and experimentation, as well as subtle textures and mixing enhancements. It really is. I mean, it takes... You know, lots of people swear by Trash 2 in terms of getting it to just really make your sound completely different. It's almost like a sort of distortion designer with so much extra stuff. And you know you can get a 10-day free trial, as with a lot of Isotope's products, isotope.com forward slash trash. So don't forget, 10-day free trial, isotope.com forward slash trash. And that's Trash 2, available now. And of course, we have been running uh, some competitions. Last week's competition was for the uh, uh, giveaway of Iris, which is the Spectral Synthesis Engine Synthesizer. And that's won by a chap called Tony Took. And the idea was, you know, we wanted you to leave in the comments, uh, what's the weirdest thing you'd sampled? Uh, the weirdest thing I've sampled was the day I added curry powder to baked beans. The side effect of this was a fantastic concoction, concoction the most grumbly stomach ever. I thought I needed to record this and raided my toolbox for a piezo transducer and a makeshift contact mic. The results sounded like Predator eating popping candy. Now, that sounds like something I quite like to hear. And it sounds like Mark may have already imagined. There he is. He's in daft punk mode now, almost. That's looking pretty good. Or are you just going to go and rob a, rob a bank? I'm not sure. So, uh, yes. more like I could be, you know, the Sonic State Stig. Ah, except we know you are now. We'll have to surprise. You. Anyway, uh, before, let me just finish up this ad. And uh, Tony Turk, come and get your version. I, I will contact you via YouTube. Left your comments there. Uh, uh, and this week we have a competition for Isotope Trash. So to win your uh, full working copy of Isotope Trash 2, what I want to know is what is the most... 
what what is the what what have you thrown away thrown in the trash hence the uh, key that the link up with trash what have you thrown away and regretted try and keep it musical and leave that in the comments below either in the embedded um video in the sonic state site or if you're watching this via youtube leave it in the comments below and we'll trawl through them and uh, together with uh, isotopes um demon staff we will pick a winner and that'll be announced next week and that person will win a copy of isotope trash but don't forget to download your 10-day free trial uh, isotope.com forward slash trash so yeah, there you go, Mark. There he is. He's the stick. I'm in clutter therapy, actually. Clutter therapy. What does that I mean? I am in clutter therapy. Well, I'm being. Uh, I've got a life coach helping me to declutter so that I can move house. And I could name a hundred thousand things that I've thrown away and then regretted. And now I'm desperately trying to sort of give things to people and throw things away. And it's so hard. And, you know, I can tell because you seem to have got uh, at hand a, a load of hats, helmets, <laughs> sunglasses, just immediately at hand. So these are presumably things you are not throwing away, right? <laughs> oh, if anybody wants a crash helmet, actually, I probably do have a couple of spare ones. <laughs> You're but skid no, lid. Things like, I mean, I've got, I've got one megabyte RAM sticks from a Macintosh LC. Yeah, Why do probably I need to keep them? I don't think you Just do. Just in case, you know, they might be useful one day. <laughs> for what? I don't I, know. Yeah, I think for what is the key, is the key question, definitely. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that we've all thrown away. I, I know. I mean, even it could be hardware. It could be files that you've accidentally thrown away and just gone, oh no, not that. I know Gaz had that story where he'd uh, he threw away uh, what was it he was doing? Oh yes, his uh, entire recording on the um, Teenage Engineer in OP One. So that was uh, one of those. But I'm sure we've got great stories. Um, now we've done the Mac Pro. Uh, I don't know if anyone wants to bother with iTunes Radio because that was the big announcement too. That's kind of like the sort of Pandora slope stroke uh, Spotify type. Well, it's not Spotify. It's kind of recommendation radio that they're using. But it struck me. This <laughs> Last FM. It's sorry, sorry. FM, isn't it? What did you say, Dave? <laughs> I said, I said, yes, animatedly. Uh, no, I hate all that. I don't know. I, I'm kind of getting really fed up. Oh. Intelligent algorithm driven things that feed you stuff that narrow your, just feed you what you want. Challenge for a change. Yeah. Try this particular song. Send me something completely different that I want to, that I may be interested in, that may inspire me, that may open up anyway. Yes, all right, I'm going to shut up now. Well, I'm, I'm guessing I'm not getting much of a, much love in the chat room for this, so uh, perhaps we should pass on. But I just wanted to point out a couple of facts to this. Obviously, uh, since they introduced Genius, that was, uh, I think it was kind of, well, let me think, it was uh, 2008 they've been collating this data. So they've got all of this recommendation engine stuff. But not only that, um, they, they reckon it's going to be 24 but they've got such a massive user base. They could be generating up to, God, what was it, something like... Um, eight and a half million dollars a month to give to uh, record labels just for sort of free money based on these kind of things so you know no wonder that the industry's getting a bit excited about it um, obviously that's kind of you know they have no idea what I like that bloody genius thing I switched that thing on and it recommends all sorts of bands that I absolutely hate and I can't understand where it's getting the relationships from it's kind of just I don't know it's, right, it's just so wrong I've got, the same, I've got the same thing at Amazon. In fact, I cancelled my Amazon account because of all the recommendations because it thinks that I'm buying for me when, I might be bu- when I'm generally buying for people's birthday or Christmas presents. Uh, well, how it can just it? reminds me of that joke, you know, dear, dear spammers, I already have a fake Rolex. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, it, re- I, the, it does, there is the danger of it turning into like getting those Facebook ads that I'm beginning to get, which is sort of for saga cruises and hair loss and stuff, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> do you know, well, mine, obviously mine hair are, loss. Mine are always for local women are looking for mature men. Yeah, I get a lot of that too. That's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. She has extraordinarily digitally enhanced uh, uh, features. Features, yes. Yes, I think was the word you were looking for. I mean, it works. So I like go, what? Uh, yeah, goodness, no, that check that out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I click on it, and it shows me something completely different, rather sadly. But. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. Well, as uh, as uh, Goldfrap in the immortal worlds of uh, of Goldfrap, only only clowns would play with those balloons. As it uh, as it goes, anyways. <laughs> so, um, uh, which I only figured out recently uh, when I was listening to the lyrics. Like, oh, Ah, nice one. I like that. Um, 
sorry, well, we'll skip that then. Uh, let's have this. This is good. This is the... Uh, this is... Well, perhaps not good. Just frankly bizarre. This is Thomas Dolby uh, sporting... Rock, rocking the uh, Akai uh, MPK25, by the way. Very nicely, actually. Stage. Mr. And, Buzz Aldrin. And uh, Father Ted. This is a bizarre thing. This is from the Smithsonian uh, conference, which was something to do with the future is here. And uh, yeah, he's dancing like your granddad. I mean, he's a, he must be fairly getting on a bit, but when he starts, he gets involved in the song. It's just absolutely brilliant. Science! <laughs> he's just like Father Ted, just sort of saying, drink! Science! Well, I, I probably shouldn't play anymore. And I know Buzz Aldrin is a is a massive hero, but it's yeah, it's a very surreal moment. I wonder if there were any other pairings you could think of that would be as bizarre as that, because <laughs> that is really kind of quite weird. I suppose it does make sense, um, it to a degree. But I like to see that it's good to see that Thomas Dolby sort of still able to get those high notes and perform that. And I, I it reminded me what a flipping great song that was at the time. I liked it. I, Dave, you're not looking quite so quite so impressed. Look at that! I did face. like it. I did like it at the time, but now I, that just kind of ruined it all. For me. I don't. I it was, don't it was a bit strange. There's not. Much, what could we say? But nice, nice. What was, I wanted to know what was going on on the screen behind him because that clearly had something to do with it. He had logic on the screen, and it kept throwing up bits of video whenever it came to different chunks of the sequence. Ah, it I didn't appeared see. to be changing to different sections of the song with the buttons. That, uh, but then he was also uh, playing samples from pads, wasn't he? But every time he changed to a different section of the song, it was like when they did She Blinded Me With Science, something was running on the video, which was the same every time. Ah, uh, I didn't see that. So he's obviously done some very clever logic setup. But if, oh, if you go to 1 minute and 17 in that video, he says something to Buzz Aldrin, and he sounds exactly like Ken Dodd. <laughs> Who, Buzz Aldrin or Tom? No, Tom. Uh, or Dolby. Dolby, yeah. Sound, says something like, tickle me fancy misses or something. Okay. <laughs> anyway, just a bit of fun. I posted that. It seemed to do quite well. But uh, I suppose there's not really much to say uh, in, in <laughs> afterwards, apart from, go and see, it's just sort of one of those jaw-dropping moments. But uh, let's have a look at this. This is also a bit of jaw-dropping moment too. This is the new product from Zanaptic, uh, who've done some pretty amazing stuff, actually, in terms of noise and restoration. They seem to be specialising in this kind of analysis and reconstruction. Uh, it's called Unfilter, and... Uh, it, well, I'll just let the video say itself. I was wondering what this might actually... What have happened to this audio to make it sound there? Here we go. And it just basically flattens out this kind of weird combing filter and just bandwidth limited stuff. Just really, really impressively, actually. And then you can add EQ on top of that as well. And there's a few other examples. I mean, a lot of them are to do with sort of post and stuff. I'm supposing, you know, perhaps if you've got the instance where your main mic has not worked in a video and you're working on the film the film stuff or there's another mic further away that sort of sounds horrible and you want to kind of make it sound more fulsome, it just seems like a very useful thing. I mean, I, I am clutching at straws at how I could possibly use this, but I was also amazed at how, uh, how well it did the job. Um, Dave, have you got any things you could use it for? I don't know. I was thinking of that when I got the show notes, but it is incredibly impressive, and I love. I like. I really like their little um, their little motto: science, not fiction, which I really like in the kind of world of uh, software, because there's an awful lot of fiction that goes on. But this is just quite amazing, and I love the idea that there's a company who seem to specialise in undoing all the other stuff that everybody else has done. <laughs> I don't know. I, quite, I find that really contrary. And I like it. I mean, I don't know what I'd use it for. I'm sure that I would have to have it and I would find a use for it. Yeah, I mean, think in terms, uh, sorry, I think in terms of post, it definitely has use, you know, for video and what have you, uh, uh, flattening stuff out. And, or, you know, if you've... And, and also, sound, uh, forensics, I suppose, forensic audio, if you're trying to kind of 
uh, uncover sort of perhaps uh, badly recorded um, surveillance or whatever, which I suppose is a use. But there must be, I mean, you know... Uh, I just, I just think that they, the, some of the stuff they did. What was the other thing that they did that was really cool? It was the, oh, it was the de- it was the reverberation adding and taking away, wasn't it? It would take the space away from things, which oh. was really, again, another really impressive. Yeah. thing. Obviously, very smart yeah. chaps. Um, no, Mark, got a use for it? Um, mm. Like Dave, I couldn't immediately think of a use for it, but I did click the buy button and I nearly bought it, but then I realised I didn't have enough money in my PayPal account and I wasn't going to be able to afford it at the moment. And then I thought, well, I'll download the demo because there's one thing that that concerns me about it, which I'll talk about in a minute. And then I thought, oh, I don't have time to w- look at the demo at the moment, so I will download the demo because I want it to work for a few days before it... Um, expires or whatever if it maybe it doesn't expire but um my concern about it is if you've got that much filtering on something and it uses a similar process to match eq it must do something like that it must analyze the eq and then it must uh think about the kind of response curve that it wants to end up at and then it must do something clever with the eq to kind of change it from where it is now to where it wants to be. If it's got to, it's if somebody's filtered, absolutely brick wall filtered all the high frequencies out of something, in order to make up enough gain to get those high frequencies back in, it's going to have to put an astronomical amount of gain up in the high frequencies. Must be some noise reduction going on as well. To, well, there must be like a whole shitload of. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. An, an awful lot of noise, uh, which, you know, it's going to introduce noise into the um, equation as it kind of sorts that out, isn't it? So Yeah, that's an I interesting point. Try it and just see how much... And then the other thing... They probably sell you another plug-in to, uh, to combat that, perhaps. I don't clear know. It up, clear up all the grunge. Um, but then it, um, it could create something quite interesting, I suppose, at the same time. But the other thing is... Who puts filters on things and leaves them static these days? I mean, I just, you know, anything I hear with filters is always one of those dance kind of record filter sweep things where the whole thing kind of builds out of this kind of deep, mushy, kind of very resonant filter and and the resonance goes down and the filter opens right up and then we end up in in a world of sort of high-fidelity EQ. And it it has to be able to track that filtering and to, and to follow that, filter opening up for it to uh, be effective at taking the filter off right so i'm wondering whether it can do that or not because if it can't then it's just well yeah but i mean maybe that you know there's some things if 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 you're talking about there's nothing there at all from like 200 hertz up i mean expecting it to reconstruct from that might be a little bit uh you know unlikely um but you know it'd be uh, as ed says in the chat room it, it would be good for recovering location recordings and what have you. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, that's exactly what I would use it for, for like making things that I've recorded really badly sound good. <laughs> well, there's a few bullet points as to what it does. Let me see. I've got, I've got the, uh, the website up here somewhere. Um, unfilter. Yeah. If I switch to that, then it might actually show up. There we go. Unfilter. Uh, it basically, yeah, it's up, just say it's 399 US dollars, euros, 369. Uh, it just does. Uh, exports the measured filter response to or import it from a linear or optimum phase impulse response. So I guess it can, it looks like you can, you can apply impulse responses, which is interesting. The other thing that's interesting, it says mastering grade adaptive freeform and graphic, graphic equalization. And that's something that's really interesting. I, I, source um posted actually i think it was uh future music or music radar one of those did a a short mastering kind of series of mastering stuff and there was one guy who was showing how adaptive eq and dynamic eq could be used to great effect and that's something that'd be very interesting that's where you might get like every time the bass drum hits it applies a very specific um piece of like maybe adds an extra 40 hertz lump at the bass drum frequency it only comes in th- at those points you know those are the sort of things that you could do for mastering they're very interesting combine these together i'm sure you could do you know for restoration and stuff it would be if that's what you're doing i think perhaps as a creative tool it might be a little bit processor hungry unless of course you're running on the new mac pro in which case you don't care you just put three of them across every track eh? but uh that's what it's uh, i mean when you go to download the demo it says this is incredibly cpu hungry 
and you can only, you know, don't expect to be able to run too many instances of it, and it might make your whole system slow down. So, uh, it, you know, it's a bounce, isn't it? You do, you process and bounce. Rest. That's yeah, why it would be restoration, I guess. I mean, because you can physically see the shape of an EQ in the window when they're showing that video. You sort of see a pink line that shows the physical shape of the EQ. If it can work that out, it's entirely possible that it could track something like that. But, um, it, oh yeah, I mean, uh, unlearning different kinds of resonance and different pole frequencies, if you're switching through those as well, I don't know. It's, I mean, I, I'm going to have to try it and see what... Yeah, well, let us know. I'd love to know how you get on with the the demo because uh, I I haven't had a chance to download it. In fact, that's it. And none of my machines here are particularly probably aren't fast enough to run it. In the same way that Isotope kind of bundle all their tools together in in, in a sort of bundle, I would hope that these guys have got something like that where I could go and buy Unveil and Unfilter and what's the other one? Unreverb or is Unreverb called Unveil? Uh, I think it's Unveil several different tools all of which well, look really interesting they do yeah i'd like to check them out they, they've got um what we've we got here Unver- we've got pitch map polyphonic pitch processor uh, allows processing of pitch of individual sounds mi- within mixed signals in real time so it sounds like something a bit like uh melodyne but different uh, uh, uh unveil which is the de-reverberator which was uh, pretty cool i think actually last time um pj was on the show we we dealt with that and it sounded uh, unchirp <laughs> Oh, that's for removing spurred song from uh, no, it's for uh, it, it removes uh, artifacts with low ri- low bitrate lossy audio encoding. So I'm guessing again, this is very much restorative um, stuff. So um, yeah, that sounds like that could be unbelievably useful, actually. Yeah, maybe if it could get rid of all those weird little bell artifacts that sort of end up in things. But I mean, <coughs> if they if they create something like that and it works then something like that could end up in a DSP chip on your phone so that when you download MP3s from a sort of a slightly rough source, it can kind of fix them in real time for you. And- oh, yeah, man. I mean, that's the golden, that's the holy grail of all of this stuff, isn't it? I mean, that's what yeah. anybody can build. I mean, in fact, as far as I understand, Isotope do a bunch of that stuff. You know, this the kind of musical creative stuff that they do, which is the fun stuff that we kind of are exposed to, is only part of their business. They do uh, all sorts of things. They license to sort of the big comms uh, companies that offer controlling noise and you know noise all that sort of stuff they do all of these things that and, and the so companies like this that's exactly what they're looking for i think because that's the way you get the, the the big bucks in you know in the same you know, for sure um an auto-tune plug-in now an auto yeah that's a great idea isn't it uh, uh, as a zen artist says unsuck the unsuck plug-in <laughs> that sounds like a good idea uh i've got a zen bell here Oh, that's nice. Can you show it to us, or is it too big? No, it's a small Zen bell. My friend Robin lent it to me. Oh, I've never seen that. I've seen them. I thought you were <coughs> going to show me a, a, a one of those singing bowls, but it's a very pure. Oh, is yeah. it three notes? You got three notes on it. I've got yeah. Sorry, no, sorry, I, thought, I, I thought for a minute I was going to hear Welcome to Valley Lines, which is, uh, if you've ever been to Cardiff um, Arms Park, <laughs> if you've ever been to the Cardiff Station, uh, Central Station, there's a, there's a, 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 a very uh, insistent jingle that happens. And there's also one in France as well, SNCF does. Bub, bub, I don't know if you ever heard that as well. It's, that's oh, just oh. come to my head. Uh, yeah, that's another. That would be a great jingle to have made, and it licensed that across, uh, you know, several thousand French railways. Anyway, I, I am rambling now. Um, it must be close to the end of the show because uh, I've got to the last couple of topics, and they both look pretty um, uninteresting, to be honest. And I've have got uh, what did we get? Oh yeah, there's another piece of software that's apparently able to recognise. Uh, oops, that's not what I meant to do. Recognise um, uh, a tune in less than three notes. That looked brilliant. That it looks brilliant. So that yeah, this was on Engadget. Um, can you identify? It? And what it what it does apparently is it takes three notes and it can it it can it can sense the genres. I think is what it actually can do. Um, but it's interesting technology and it's very very fast. And actually, what they what what it's come out of is more to um, to actually. Um, Analyze speech patterns so that if you're, you know, if there are if there are medical diseases where your speech starts to go, then this can pick them up and start to diagnose, which is really fascinating. But um, 
it just uh, that that's the serious side of it the other side of it was how good are you at uh, naming that tune in kind of you know several notes because I, I i know uh, when i'm when i'm in in the zone i'm pretty good at that or anything backwards or whatever i can recognize sonic fingerprints and some people can some people can't i mean not everybody could do it i suspect that probably us three are, are fairly adept at it i don't know uh, pretty good <coughs> pretty good and i'm pretty good at recognizing things across tunes as well so if i hear something that sounds like it's from another song i'm like hang on a minute that's the same melody as this and it's in the same key and then i'll go and listen to the two things and that often as not it's i'm sort of noticed something that's happened like tears for fears in the middle of one of their songs there's a great big chunk of matthew and son which is yes really obvious actually really. uh i'm trying to remember which one that was actually which song was that i do remember yeah um it's a da, mad, da, mad da, da, world da, da, da. that is isn't it mad world yeah that's exactly. true but I'll, I'll hear things and then and i think i must have registers or libraries that kind of just like go match that matches that and then i go and listen to the things and sort of notice that they're the same i should really have been a musicologist i think i missed my vocation all of this hiding in dark cellars and strange rooms with um uh with rock stars in makeup i should have i should have been I mean, know, well it's interesting you say that i mean it's jackets in the court so but I guess I guess the thing about this is you have to have a very broad musical knowledge. So I mean, as I've I, I've uh, you know I, when I saw Rich Hilton, he came down and there was a pub quiz, and I think it was music. It was a, there was a musical round. I don't know if it was playback, but there was. And as he said, you know, it's like you know, I'm afraid I can't help you anything after the '90s. I'm I'm useless, and I'm sort of beginning to recognise those things in myself. Whereas I'm brilliant at '80s and '90s, but once it starts getting into 2000 and above, then it starts to get a bit grey. But it's possible. I can't do it. I mean, I would recognise it, but I would not necessarily know who they were. No, and what, what are you like, Dave, at recognising tunes? Is it kind of something that you comes naturally? It was funny. I took that little test on that YouTube, well, as, about as much as I could tolerate of 80s tunes. Uh, and the average was about four. It would take me four notes on average, I think. But a lot of it's tonality, isn't it, and sounds and stuff like that. Sometimes I can just hear one note of a particular sound and you go... This is the signature. Exactly it's the signature, song. isn't it? Yeah, it's the exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, that Cure track, they just went bling, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, same. I mean, that was the same with uh, that's that's kind of how the Beatles kind of did it as well, wasn't it? Because they did that. You know, they had signature like Day Tripper. It's like, oh yeah, and everybody always wants to know what that called is. We've discussed that in the past, but yeah. Um, well, that topic didn't lead to as much discussion as I'd hoped for, <laughs> but. Uh, it is interesting how some people can just get it very, very quickly and tuned in. And uh, and I wonder if there's a... a, a, a it, well, there must be... Because uh, humans are designed for pattern recognition, aren't they, really? So it's kind of... Yeah. You know, that's the thing. So anyway. Um, I suppose that but kind of... Other, oh, go on. Go, Mark. I was going to say, the other thing you, you flagged up, the thing that recognises tunes, um, uh, that needs to be... I mean, I don't know if genius works in that way but it would be much more useful if genius incorporated those kind of things into its music matching other than oh well mark downloaded something by massive attack once so he must like bob dylan i mean how did that how did they come to that conclusion or and it, it because most of the things i like are a single track for an app from an album so in the past i used to go out and buy the whole album just so i could hear one song of it and then I'd make kind of mixtapes or compilation tapes, which would be like they cover a bride, cover a broad range of musical genres and styles. But would join together jump, somehow. Yeah, they jump from album track to album track, and in the same way that I criticised Depeche Mode for always doing that descending, falling thing, which I, I might admit to having copied the other day, um, I notice that most of the music I like is in a similar key with a similar kind of melodic structure to it. So it, really, a genius ought to be looking for those kinds of melodies and things to please my ear and be, and be saying, well, Mark, you like this Killing Joke track, 
But have you noticed that... Oh, the harmonic content, so... You know, the har- yeah, the harmonic content... Of well, that, I mean, that's something that they, they may be able to do ultimately, because, I mean, they're going to be fingerprinting some of that stuff ultimately, because it's part of the DRM thing. But uh, there was actually... There's a really interesting article, actually, which I was going to mention. Um, this is on uh, Technology Review, and this is kind of how Genius works. Uh, and it uses, as do a lot of these things, because I know the chat room... Um, um, Matt M says, how does LinkedIn know that I should, who, who or how I should be connected to based on my contact list? And it uses the same stuff. It's called term frequency inverse document frequency, TF-IDF. And this is what happens. It creates this space and this kind of uh, weightings. You can re- represent them as vectors. And that's how it does it, apparently. That's as, ba- as far as my mathematics goes, but this is, this is a representation of how they do that. I'm guessing if they were doing it based on frequency analysis and those things, it would be a l- much larger database. But Shazam, presumably, has been, you know, that's the service that you can, when something's on, you can ring a number and just go, what's that? And, it, and, and it's, oh, yeah, it's remarkably good, considering it's going down a phone. But, um, you know, that's the sort of stuff that that database is going to be pretty useful in the future when we kind of get past the kind of you liked you like Justin Bieber, you'll probably like, you know, something else yeah, boy band rather than the, the actual song stuff. I mean, it's going to be there eventually, I would think. I mean, the, the, whatever algorithm it is, it needs to have some kind of emotive recognition. So and then it, it needs to track your day. So if you're going to the fridge to get coffee, it knows that you're going to want a slightly upbeat song to get on with your day. It's going to have a look in your database and say, "He needs to listen to Hi Ho Silver Lining by Jeff Beck now. Get the Hoover out." <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but that that's, that does sound a little bit like we're talking uh, almost like audio torture. You know, that's even worse, isn't it? And you, it wouldn't it have to have some kind of uh, neural feedback from you. So you'd have to be either wired up or, you know, there'd be some no, other way for it to get that. No, because I think that our neural, our neural habits uh, mirror our... Um, our daily habits. So the way I feel is going to mirror some of the actions that I'm taking. So it only needs to know what action you're taking. So if if you open the fridge door, it's going to have a f- fairly accurate idea of what you're likely uh, to So do. we're talking yeah. linking it in with your RFID stuff, whether you've just opened the jam or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then link it to adverts. Yeah, that, of course. Yeah. Well, that's more likely, isn't it? Oh, no. Yeah. That's more, oh, but surely, but surely, what's going to happen? You know, but the thing, what's going to happen then? You know, if it's like, okay, um, this is happening. Say, I'm feeling a bit down and stuck in a rut today, and then your genius algorithm says, "I know, I'll play that tune. I always play to him when he's feeling this way." And it's like, no, I want something bloody different. I want to change. You know, it's like, and that's the thing. I like the idea of it throwing random stuff. I mean, and and, and the discovery if it can, if you. The thing is that presumably this algorithm is the sort of master kind of cell at the, ba- at the, at the at, you know, the thing that drives Pandora or Last.fm or any of these things. I mean, I tried Last.fm for a while because I had a radio that had a free account with it and I'm thinking I might get it back again because it was interesting. But you do need to invest an awful lot of time. And because I can, I'm always flicking tracks and it runs out as, you know, and it's like, no, you can't flick anymore. You have to listen to this now because I've, I've, I've done, you know, it's server loader based, I'd imagine. Oh. So... You know, they must have to have this sort of safety margin around the algorithm. Otherwise, they'd be getting lots of little old ladies going, "Oh, but I hate Nine Inch Nails. I want to this. I want to listen to Richard Clayderman." You know, so it's some some of this, uh, some of these arguments. I mean, some of my argument is based on a program I saw the other day on the BBC. I think uh, about uh, habits of human beings and the fact that we're very predictable so we operate as a swarm and they were talking about morrison's the supermarket chain and morrison's can predict what people are going to buy from their supermarket based on temperature change so so over the past four or five years they've collected masses of data about people's buying habits and they've noticed that it correlates almost exactly with the temperature and sudden spikes in temperature so if it suddenly snows when we're least expecting it everybody goes out and buys porridge and they don't know why they're doing it but they're doing it so they can manipulate that and they can uh they can predict that people are going to buy porridge and they put more of it in the store and they can get it almost accurate to like you know what they can kind of predict the sales really accurately so i mean i guess based on 
they just need to find what the triggers are for music, don't they? And find out why people listen to music and when they listen to it, and then they can start um, sort of predicting our behaviour and giving us what we... Um, Wow. You know, what we need next. said in the chat room, apparently Walmart discovered that uh, Pop-Tart sales increase if a hurricane is predicted. I mean, I suppose because those are things that you can just, well, you can't heat them up, but I mean, they're just, I don't know why you'd want to buy those (laughs) if it's a hurricane. Why on earth? Is it because they're just sort of pockets of like pure sugar? Jam, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah, bizarre. Anyway, um, it's been a bit rambling. Cold Pop-Tart, yes, that would be more likely. So you'd have, if it was a hurricane, you'd have cold Pop-Tart. I'm not sure what that would be like. But I do know that Pop-Tarts themselves are one of the, you know, you put them in the toaster or something and then try and eat them. It's, I think there's a lot of hospital visits based on people eating Pop-Tarts. Yeah, that, they're evil, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're very burny. Yeah. Why not just buy some wood planks, says, uh, <laughs> says Chocolate Pop-Tarts for the win. Oh, right, okay. I, I've... I uh, I guess there's a few fans of chocolate pop tarts and pop tarts of all kinds in the um, in the chat room, but I think that's probably it for this week. Thanks for listening. Um, I do encourage you to, and all those who've been watching the live blog, like I said, there'll be more to come. Um, and uh, I probably keep posting today, although I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to post uh, yet. I did rather run out of. Uh, of inspiration, but I'm not doing anything particularly interesting, so I might take a few photos of the nooks and crannies of the office or something. Anyway, that's that's beside the bye. Um, Dave Spears, thank you very much for joining us and showing us around your office. And I, I hope your bandwidth is uh, is more is more predictable in the future. Um, this is kind of weird because this is a thir- this is a thirty meg line, and when I do a speed test, it's bang on thirty. Are you on wireless or wired? I'm on wireless. Yeah, that's it. You need to get a wire in here. If you get a wire in, then it... Uh, which I... Yeah, I got one of those range extender things, and yeah. then that seems to be hiccuping, so we boosted the old megahertz on the actual router itself, and I've got a crystal clear signal, but obviously it's just... Uh, it's just dropping out. it, yeah, it drops out, that's the thing. I would uh, I would recommend getting a wire, if you can, just, you know, if you can't, you can't, but uh, yeah, uh, that would be the way to do it. For or or bring it well anyway. We'll bring bring the router in here and have everybody else in the house have the crappy Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> now that is a good suggestion. I'm not sure that we go. Anyway, Dave, thank you very much for joining us, and I hope you're uh, you start you you find all your stuff that you probably haven't found yet and uh, and things. A bit of a tip. I went and bought a table. I thought, oh, I'll get a nice desk, you know, new desk. So I went to I suffered IKEA, which is just like purgatory, isn't it? Yeah. And then uh, I, I thought I'd be able to kind of nip in quickly, ask for the desk, queue up, buy, and then it, it would all be over. But it wasn't. It went on for bloody hours. Yeah. And when I got it home, Chris and I assembled the desk, which is nice. It's a nice glass top desk. Mice don't work on glass top desks, even frosted glass. So I had to go and buy a bloody <laughs> magic. Ah, oh, magic trackpad. Track They're and great. Then I the computer yeah, nice, to the other side of the room. And then I bought, and then I had to buy another one of those because a, a little thing. I got so, those. Which I've, because I've moved the computer to the other, but that hasn't got the buttons, which I've set up all for my logic scenes and whatnot. <laughs> so it's just like life and technology. Next time, uh, John and I have decided we're going to make marimbas on a beach somewhere. Marimbas, nice. Out of, um, yeah, driftwood. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Shipping might be an issue. Thank you. Anyway, Dave, thank you very much for joining us, and I hope it uh, continues to uh, bring you joy. Your new space, um, Mark Tinnell, back again. We have the uh, little the, the little Stephen Mark back now. Little yeah. Mark, perhaps with the teardrops, the aviator. Oh, no, not little Mark. No, little Mark. No. Anyway, Mark, thank you very much for joining us. Like being, of course. Uh, don't forget to go over to uh, TVManiaMusic.com. Was it got the yeah. To uh, check out the remixes and all of that kind of stuff. Vanilla Ice, Synth Beast says in the room. I think that's a heinous thing to say, Synth Beast. Doesn't look anything like Vanilla Ice. Um, Vanilla Ice? Yeah. Can I have... Can you I have something like Easy Rider? Yeah. Easy Rider, yeah, exactly, yeah. Easy Jet. <laughs> <laughs> I have got... I started my motorbike up the other day. I managed to get it going. Frightened the living daylights out of me because it went off with a big bang, revved it up in the shipping container and got uh, lots of fumes and everything. But I'm get, I, I can um, 
I can stand on tiptoes now, I want you to know, which means I can change gear on a motorbike. So ah, I'm, of course. You're, so you'll be back on your, ter- terrorising the roads of Bedfordshire. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm moving down your way soon, so if I keep the bike and it makes it to Glastonbury, I'll come and visit you on it. Oh, you cool. hear me from about 10 miles away at the moment. Oh, that'd be fantastic. So you are, uh, you are going to be coming down to the West Country then? Are, we are. The house is on the market. If you want to buy a nice house in Biggleswade in Bedfordshire, send me an email. It's a very nice house. Excellent. Nice cellar. And, um, yeah, and uh, uh, Gina's uh, changing jobs slightly. So, we're, yeah, it's all planned. Yeah, it's all planned. how exciting. Yeah, we'll be there soon. Great. Well, I look forward to it. I'd love to show you around our new, uh, our wonderful new orf- orifice, um, which is... Excellent. There, about the background. Look at that lovely. That's like looks like some kind of a... Um, uh, colour test thing we've got a couple more lights today and like I say we've got this massive monitor which is great because it just means that uh, that well it just means I can see everything <laughs> anyway have, anyway folks step ladder in the background today no I haven't because the set is uh, it's a live set it's a live set uh, anyway folks that was Sonic Talk number 317 don't forget to download your Free trial of trash. And uh, remember, leave your comments. What was it? What have you thrown out? It could be electronically or it could be equipment-wise that's sort of related to musical instruments. Leave them in the comments below and you could be the proud winner of Trash 2. Next week, we'll announce the winners. Thanks very much for listening. That's it. <laughs>